0: This, this. 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 This is Mythical. Earbiscus is supported by The Farmer's Dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you
1: put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like, <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That, that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right,
0: and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know? a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense.
1: Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value.
0: Before we get started, we wanna remind you that Good Mythical Evening is happening again on September 1st. This is the R-rated version of Good Mythical Morning. If you are an adult and you feel like you're ready for it, it could be a lot of fun if you're you're into that type of thing. You know, it gets a little explicit, it gets a little off the rails. GoodMythicalEvening.com is exclusively on Moment House, live streaming ticketed event. Welcome to Earbiscus, the podcast where
1: two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Rhett.
0: And I'm Link this week at the round table of Dim Lighting. We're going on a verbal vacation. Ah. And to hear you talk about it,
1: the way I te- set it up last, time. It last
0: week, it sucked. But you know what? It's better to have a good story than a good
1: time. And you know, as I've gone through, uh, all the experiences that I have had, and then tried to figure out how I'm going to talk about them, I have realized that it was all worth it just for this moment. <laughs> you know, like whatever I went all through. All right, and don't put too it, much pressure on yourself. And then I just, I'm just saying that, like, I just feel like I don't know how entertaining it's going to be, but I think it's going to be very cathartic for me just to get it all out there.
0: Again, man, whenever, whenever something goes shitty and sideways, it's great to have a podcast where you know it's like, well, now I, now I know what I can talk about.
1: I tried to keep that in mind the whole time, and you I, did. I do think it that's helped. good.
0: It's good to not be in the moment, but to be kind of like in, in performance mode. And I'll just go
1: ahead and get started. Why not? Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, but I, I I will say last night Lily asked me. I mean, I guess she was prompted by observing me. Like she, she came just watching you. Like Chrissy and I were in bed, and that's she comes creepy. up. She comes upstairs because you know she's got a job. I heard about she's this. got a summer job. She's a barista. So uh, she, she comes home, she's got her uniform on. It's I'm so proud of her. She comes in the room, we're asking her about everything. And then like, I was like totally tucked into bed. And then she's like, is that how you sleep, Dad?
1: <laughs> I'm glad that she's turning out to be normal. And I'm like- <laughs> I'm just thankful for that. I'm
0: like, yeah. And I was like, you just use that pillow? I was like, you haven't heard about my physical therapy pillow? <laughs> yes, this is the only, this little log is the only thing I use. And and like, so you like, and she's like, so you sleep like this? And it was just like a like a, like a smooshed frog on a highway, like on its back. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, why are you so weird? <laughs> yeah, Lily's got her head and on straight. And I'm like, for your entertainment, Lily. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, I live to entertain you.
1: I gotta hang out with Lily <clears throat> for reasons that we'll get into in a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, Me and Jesse and Lily and her friend actually got to go to a concert together. Yeah, um, I'm not happy about it. And I was, but I'm, I'm okay. okay, I'm happy for you. Lily is, um, she's got her head on straight. Uh, She understands that her dad is weird. It's the thing that is important is if you have a weird dad, you can get lost in the weirdness Uh and lose perspective, or you can uh, understand the weirdness and just maintain some groundedness. And I think that's what she's done. So she, she,
0: she loves me for it. You know, she's gonna keep me around for a long time. Okay, I'll get started because there's multiple steps to this.
1: It wasn't just one trip to one place. It there was multiple things that happened. So the so we were planning on going to uh, uh, North Carolina as, as like the main part of this vacation. It's like go back to North Carolina, see family. Also, uh, Jesse is is working on this this uh, you know this vacation place slash Airbnb. We don't know exactly what it's going to be that we the vacation home that we we bought there. And so she's like doing her design thing on it. And so we're like, okay, we're gonna make the most of the time there and stay near the, the cabin. But we've got a little bit of time in this two week window where we can also just do like a little family vacation. Let's just do something simple, like drive to Santa Barbara, beautiful place that's only like 90 minutes away from us. Uh, and it would just be me and Shepard I mean, me and Jesse and Shepard, I'm I not going to put Shepherd second. It's Jesse and I, and then our son Shepherd. <laughs> uh, and Locke may or may not show up because he's hanging out with his friend and they're doing things and I, you know, I don't know exactly how it's going to go. So Jesse's been very busy. I've been very busy. Uh, So we did not do as much of, uh, let's just say like vetting and research on this particular Airbnb that we were gonna stay at. All we knew is that it was an incredible location like right on the beach. One of those situations where you've got waves literally at high tide crashing into the structure that you are sleeping in at night. You know
0: what I'm saying? I mean, you can't go wrong with that unless the house falls into the ocean.
1: But that's not my problem unless I'm in the house at the time. Sounds like you could be. Uh, that's a wonderful thing about renting. Of course, the whole time I was there, I was thinking, man, what would it be like to own this place? I'd be constantly worried about it falling into the ocean. Right. So, all right. There's a couple of things that lead up to the vacation where I, you know, we had some pictures, some old pictures that we were getting down from storage to go through and scan some for a James James and the Shame related thing that we're doing. Now, it turns out we're not even using these particular photos uh, at this point. You'll understand weeks from now what I'm talking about, but so I'm carrying big things, not just this big thing of pictures and getting all this crap down, but I'm also like getting the suitcases and carrying them down the stairs. I carry Jesse's suitcase. Whenever I do this kind of thing, often before a vacation, I end up unintentionally stressing out my lower back. I always thought that I was hurting my lower back before I went on vacation because it was like a transition and I was trying to relax and that may be part of it, but I think it's because I'm just carrying a lot of shit right before you go on vacation. Mm -hmm. So when we arrive at the place, I'm kind of like, I'm already in a little bit of a bad mood because I'm like, man, my back is hurting me and I know it's gonna take 48 hours before I can paddleboard, which is the thing I'm excited about, is just being right there on the beach and being able to go out there catch some waves, man, you know what I'm saying? Or at least just paddle around like an old guy. Sure. But we arrive at the Airbnb and we walk in and the first thing that we all notice, not just the tall guy, is that the ceilings are um, low. Now, I will say in the Airbnb description, it did say, there, there are, it, this is like the base, not, not, it's the bottom floor of like a two unit thing. And it's an old place and the ceilings are a little bit low in places. It's kind of, there's some beams or something. We didn't read it closely enough. Okay. But what I'm saying is that if you were over 5'9, wow, uh, you would have had to duck to miss these beams that are all throughout the house. Also, the bathroom seemed like it was made for hobbits. <laughs> and all this was taken with like wide angle lenses on the Airbnb listing. So we had really no idea it was as extreme as it was. But then I just started walking around. They didn't
0: have like a ret stick for no. reference, which like they have here in the GMM studio, a six foot seven tall stick right, which that stands we, in for you. We need to ship the ret stick ahead of time and have somebody <laughs> go around and take pictures with it. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, Jesse begins taking pictures of me. Uh, and it, you know, my <laughs> wife is a bit of a, um, She's she, she knows what she's doing on the social media. If you follow her, you know this. And so she was like, I've got to make this into a post. And she was like, let me just take some pictures of you. And the only thing she said in her tweet was, just arrived at our Airbnb with like three or four pictures of me standing there with my head completely gone. Like behind a beam? Behind a beam. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of likes or tweet has at this point, but it is the most viral tweet I've ever been in like personal proximity to. I mean, I've been on Twitter since, I don't know, well over a decade. Yeah, we
0: have a lot of professional tweets. And
1: I am a relatively internet famous person. Never had a viral tweet. My wife just farts one out. Of course, as I told her, I was in it. <laughs> of course, you couldn't see my face. I mean, your, your bottom half. And she did not tag me. Um, So anyway, while she got a viral tweet out of it, which was pretty awesome, we immediately began to, I had taken all this stuff down these stairs. Like you had to come downstairs to get to the unit where you could go in the side and then go around and get in there. And I'm like settled in and she's like mad. She's happy about the tweet, but she's mad about the situation. And she says, I just think we should, we should just go somewhere else. Like we're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to enjoy yourself you you're going to be ducking around this thing and you know and also it's only one bathroom this is this is something that was in the listing that we just didn't really look at and uh the it's technically it's got like four bunk beds that are outside in the living room area kind of <laughs> So Shepard was going to be sleeping in this bunk bed, that's kind of out in the open, and then sharing a bathroom with us. And thirteen year old needs privacy, if you know what I mean. You okay. know what I'm saying? And um, so you could kind of tell that he's a little bit antsy. And then Jesse's like, "We just, well, let's just try to find like a hotel. Like we can get our money back for the." I'm like, "We've already moved all our stuff in. I'm the tall one. I'm the one who should be complaining, and I'm not. Let's just try to enjoy ourselves." Not a great way to start a vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: yelling at each other about how you need to try to enjoy yourself. And she couldn't She couldn't think of other ways to like continue to make more viral tweets. I mean, it's kind of like. You go, you, you go into that, you dig that well one time. Yep, you know what I'm saying? So, um,
1: but I was like, there's a lot to love about this. The location is beautiful. There's a freaking hot tub on the deck out there overlooking the beach. And there I immediately go. got into it. There you go. By myself, no one got in there with me. No low beams over
0: it. Well, well
1: but, you're seated, but I will say the deck from the upper part is like over you. So there's no like no sun. And that was another thing that wasn't great. It would have been nice to be on the top.
0: Wow, you're in. You guys are. You know, if you care this much, you, you kind of need to read the uh, the description. Yeah, well, well, sounds like lesson learned. Man. Every everything you're complaining about, you immediately say it was in the description. It, I'm well, just going to point that it out. Wasn't
1: you know how they don't they they're not, not going to like oh,
0: that's the art to they, Airbnb. They make man. it all positive. You've, got, you've they got make the negative positive. You've got to interpret everything as a worst case scenario. I mean, if they mention it in <laughs> any way, and it can be interpreted as negative. Then the reality is, it's very negative. You have to be committed to reading all the reviews. Oh. And here's the thing: I look for I made in reviews. Mistake
1: about that. There was only two reviews. Yeah,
0: two reviews. One of the things I've I've learned to look for in Airbnb reviews is somebody, at least one person, saying something good about the mattresses, because that's that's a big thing for me. It's like if you don't have a good mattress, that could suck. Of course, I bring a my own pillow. pillow. Right? No, I bring my own pillow, small enough for me to pack. Right. Well, you I'm know that. For you, uh, that's a little the, tip. B-
1: the bed was okay.
0: The bed wasn't okay. bad.
1: Um, but anyway, so things were slightly charged. You might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of days in, Shepard is already he's like kind of bored because he can't like get he can't get into a personal space. You know what I mean? And it's like I, I was like yeah I hate that for him because uh, he like likes to get on and like you know talk to his boys and play games and stuff. and So he's getting a little bit amped up. The TV, like we wanted, the first night we wanted, because we were all caught up, we wanted to watch the Stranger Things finale, but the TV remote didn't work.
0: Oh, you're doing that thing where you're trying to find a button on the back of the television? Just turn it on. And also- Can I use my phone for this? We couldn't
1: connect to the Sonos sound
0: system. So it's like,
1: there was a lot of things that were kind of falling apart and making it stressful and making it difficult to enjoy. Now these are Meanwhile, I remember, I privileged was in, problems. I me. was in
0: Hawaii. Remember how good of a time I had? You were having had? a great time. Best vacation ever, Best vacation ever. Now,
1: so we have some good experiences, had a few good meals. I did eventually get out on the water. Um, but then I'd say four nights, it's not like a five five night thing to get, kind of before we went to North Carolina like Fourth night, I'm like, Jesse, we have to go through these pictures. You brought the pictures. And, uh, and, and and so I said, I have a system in mind for how I like to go. Again, what I'm thinking when mm-hmm. I approach this is, we have a bunch of pictures from the past, before we had digital cameras. So this is uh, lots of, from college, from after college, from early marriage. And I'm like, I want to be able to enjoy these photos and look through them. So my idea is if we scan the ones that we want to scan, mm-hmm. Then we can enjoy them. Jesse's expectation that she brought to this process oh. was, we're gonna enjoy this right now. Why can't we just enjoy it right now? We're looking at these pictures. Let's enjoy <laughs> it right now. Yeah. And um, we clashed. Oh. Again, tension's already high, but we clash in, in this situation. And it ended up getting, uh, like we got into a pretty big argument about it because I was unrelenting and she was unrelenting because yeah. I was like, I'm gonna keep doing my system because I want to get done with this. I don't want to do this tomorrow night. You're and making she, a scan pile. And she's making basically. a memory. Yeah, I wanna make the memory in the future. And she's like, oh, look at us when this so-and-so. So it's like a romantic opportunity. I'm like, yeah, but I, that's later. That's yeah. later, right now is the system. Yeah. And I, let me also add two other factors that are going into the stress level being high. As you know, we rarely take an actual vacation. So I'm, you know, I'm on vacation, but I'm taking meetings. I'm joining meetings. I'm doing Zoom meetings. I'm, I'm doing emails. We're continuing to be bosses to some degree for some meetings that we couldn't miss. Yeah, there's some, as always it ebbs and flows but we were kind of in a season at that that week especially where it's just like some uncertainty about some things developing projects and stuff that are just kind of like you can't get out of your mind so like uh unresolved things yep. that were kind of stressing me out and then of course I'm trying to get ready to announce this James and the Shame project and also I've doing a lot of it on my own, getting ready for this launch and doing a lot of the technical back end and even the design of some of the stuff. Yeah. And so there's just a lot, right? So it's like tensions are high and everything is adding to the tension. So we kind of snapped and went to bed angry. Oh. Okay. We wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey, let's take a walk on the beach. Let's try to hit the reset button. Clean slate. We are in a beautiful location, especially if we're not in the house that way. That's a good idea. If we get outside, we forget about the low beams. You know, we forget about the one bathroom, forget about our son. I hope this worked. It didn't. Um, We get out on the beach, beautiful. We're walking and then we begin talking and we kind of pick up right where we left off. But the pictures? I don't know how it started, but I, I thought this is an opportunity to clear this stuff up. And 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 I and I tried to kind of come into the conversation with someone. I was I was like I feel like we brought different expectations into this process. But we didn't really get to talk about that because we kind of just ended up restating exactly what our positions were the night before. And at that point nobody budged. <laughs> we went from a couple walking on the beach to just two people walking on the beach. <laughs> In a line, <laughs> oh. in a line
0: that grew. She was in front, I bet. She was in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and at oh, one God. point, I would just Her say- Her legs must've
0: been moving fast we to stay in front of you.
1: two people on a beach, or like a man following a woman <laughs> on, on a beach. Not sure what's gonna happen there, but like she was a good 50 yards is where we kind of settled. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, like- Oh, wow. Two people walking on the beach. I was like, eventually, we're gonna get to a place where we can't go any further because that's she's what happens gonna, on and, California. And beaches. it's on her to turn around. She's gotta turn around at some point. So she does, at which point we meet and then we start walking together. And then it was a good opportunity to have that space. We began talking in a, a calm
0: demeanor and we actually At least got she didn't to, turn around and like slap me. You were like fifty yards, you see her. She's like picking up speed, picking up and speed. Just runs past <laughs> me. She just like tackles <laughs> you. Oh. Well, I'm a big man. Um, so
1: we ended up getting to a good place and talking about how when we collaborate on things like that, we have to state what our expectations and intentions are. And if we are bringing very different expectations and intentions to something, then we need to make some
0: adjustments. It was really the, com- everything accumulating, you know, as with most big fights that are about nothing, it's really, everything else, which you've outlined. True. You know.
1: Um, but this was also the day uh, that we were going to go whale watching. Whale watching? And I'm gonna tell you all is it about- the right time of year for oh, that? Oh, it's the right time, buddy. Let me tell you how right it is. I'm gonna tell you all about whale watching, how that may be the thing that completely redeemed the entire vacation in a second. But first, don't you have a podcast?
0: Yeah, I'm doing it, man. I'm just listening to you.
1: (laughs) No, but you have another podcast.
0: I have another one. I've got a couple. I've got like three or four in the works. No, I just got, I don't want any more podcasts. Uh, Dispatches from Myrtle Beach is going good. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. I know people are asking for a video version. The time's not right for that, but um, we will keep it in mind. So if you will only listen, if you can watch, I would just ask for you to give it a shot. Listen, you know, just I think, go over there to wherever you get your podcast, and just listen for 30 minutes. Listen to episode one, if you don't like that, you won't like any of the other ones, but. I think it's one of the funniest things that. I think you're gonna that like That Mythical it. has ever made. Thank you. And I end
1: up finding myself. Not,
0: I can't take credit for it. It's just, mostly your dad. But,
1: yeah. uh, so, <laughs> I, oh, I end up, mo- even it, the other night when we were at a party at my house and you were there, I ended up just playing. I, I just held up my phone and played a, a a clip from Mythical Pods for everybody because I just want people. I'm just like you have to understand. You got right. you got to understand what's going on here. Like you need to check this out. Like yeah, this is an in- this is
0: entertainment, pure entertainment. So go so, go listen to it. There's a lot of there's a lot of levels to it. Uh, you know, there's. I feel like it's people people describe it as raunchy at times. People describe it as wholesome, and usually. They describe those things at the same time. Where else can you get that? Yeah, right. Well, there's a certain part of Hallmark stores. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's kind of what it, that's kind of uh, what dispatches from Myrtle Beach is. Yeah. Wherever you get your podcast, all right, listen to it. Ear
1: biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than seventy five percent of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only ten percent will seek out a solution for
0: that pain. Well guess what, your feet don't have to hurt. When you add the signature orthotic shape of super feet insoles to your shoes, You give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Superfeet insoles are clinically proven to decrease
1: fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, Superfeet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet.
0: Superfeet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians
1: not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole.
0: Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes, and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity,
1: every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz. We've got our... Mm -hmm our insole's coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you.
0: For a limited time, Superfeet is having its biggest sale of the year. Go to superfeet.com to save 25% off site-wide and get free shipping. Hurry, sale pricing ends June 5th.
1: Okay, Well, watching. Okay, so. Uh, we had set this up ahead of time. We knew that we were supposed to, it, it's on, you know, thankfully I have uh, people in my life like Kara in this situation who uh, put this on my calendar and uh-huh. tell me where I need to be and when I need to be there. 10 a.m. Cause you get on a boat. It's what it said. And so I'm like, well, you know, 10 a.m. is probably like when you're supposed to like kind of arrive and they start telling you what you need to be ready for or whatever, you know. Wrong, uh, we, get, we we go through the harbor gate there in the Santa Barbara Harbor at 9.59. Oh. And the, you know, you have to like get a ticket and there's a woman at the gate. And I didn't know where I was supposed to go. So I was just like, we're going well watching. She's like, Oh, well, you better hurry. <laughs> because I, they, they leave at 10 o'clock sharp. Oh. So at that point, I'm like, oh crap. We go, first of all, all, all the tensions that had been built. Are back. Are back and we're trying to find a parking space in this giant lot, and I'm supposed to be on this far end of the thing to get on the boat, and that was when I hit the steering wheel and said,
0: I hate this fucking vacation!
1: Wow. Uh, yep. So my- It's definitely the vacation's fault. Yep. My, my wife and my son, thankfully only one of my children was with me at the time, will forever remember that, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, so I said, I'm gonna drop you guys off, you run to the boat, you tell him I'm parking, and tell them to wait. So drop Shepard and Jesse off. They're running towards the boat. I'm trying to find. I can't find a spot in the lot that I'm at next to the boat. So I have to go out into another lot. I park. I'm in flip flops, y'all. Hmm. Jesse calls me. She says, "The captain said you need to run."
0: The wow. captain is
1: now giving me messages.
0: Yeah. You tell the captain I'm in flip flops. <laughs> Well, I listened to the captain. And
1: first of all, have you just noticed that like as you get older and then you have to run for a reason and you're like, damn, running ain't easy. Yeah, you like got jogging, okay. Six but, minute like, stretch beforehand. Sprinting. At least. Sprinting in like good running shoes would be difficult. Yeah. For more than a couple like ten to twenty yards. But running three hundred yards in flip flops, I was making so much noise.
0: Flippity, flabby, bitty, flabby, it was like phew, 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 phew,
1: phew. people probably thought it was fireworks going off pre Fourth of July. I ended up making it. Uh, literally, the, the guy like the the not the captain, but the one of the crew was like, "Well, all right, you're lucky." Basically, as I go up the little stairs that they had set there, and he immediately removes them as I get on the boat.
0: Mm. Was everybody on the boat looking at you?
1: Yeah me quite an entrance. They heard me coming from at least 200 yards away. <laughs> what is that? It's a tall man running in flip-flops. Um so the first thing I notice as we settle in is that everyone else has a lot more clothes on. Mm. Nobody else is wearing flip-flops and shorts. They're bundled up. I'm talking pants and like those puffy ja- puffy jackets. Oh gosh. With hoods. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have read about this. Now I do have a hoodie on. Cause I was like, oh, we're going out on a boat. It was like 80 degrees in Santa Barbara, which is pretty warm for Santa Barbara. I was like, it can't be that much cooler out on a boat. It was. Really? The wind chill, but also just the sea air and where did you go where did the boat go out? Channel Islands. So right in between Santa Cruz and whatever the other island is right next to it. Not Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, California, Santa Cruz Island. So off the coast of Santa Barbara and off the coast of this whole part of California, there's the Channel Islands, which technically Catalina is part of that island mm-hmm. chain. It's just further south.
0: I'm gonna go scuba diving out there.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful place. And there's an incredible history about the islands and pretty sad history about the, the native people who are out there and how they were like moved to the shore to build the mission. <laughs> huh. When the Christians showed up, they made them all leave and go work on the mainland. It was, it's pretty horrible. Um, but it's a beautiful place. And the reason that it- Well, it's a
0: small price for you to think you're saving their souls.
1: Uh, not, don't say you, but you mean them. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so uh, the, the the cool thing about this place is that there's a lot of whale traffic. I mean, this is what whale watching is all about. You go to where the whales are.
0: On the inside of the islands
1: or on the outside of the island? Uh, especially in between the two islands. Okay, so Something about what's happening with the wildlife at that place. And so oh. influencing, it basically makes it like a feeding ground. Now he said, uh, we should, you know, we'll probably see some humpbacks. Now, I've never seen a whale, I I've never I, seen a whale.
0: For some reason I thought it had to be like winter, January. I didn't think it could be July.
1: The season is most of the year, there's different whale types, species that will be there is what it looked like. Oh, but wow. like May to sometime in the fall is probably the best time, not only for the weather, but also because this time of year is when the blue whales show up, largest, Animal on the planet. Really? Largest animal right on the there? planet. Right there? Now, he said as we were going out, he said, we might see a blue whale. I will say it's not common. There's only 15,000 blue whales in the world at this point, which hmm. just, a that, that's less than, like that's less than you would see at a basketball game. You know what I'm saying? Like this is all, I've never seen a whale at a basketball uh, game. All, exactly. All of the whales in the world uh, the blue whales in the world wouldn't be able to fit inside, like, the you know, the crypto dome just because of whatever they call it because <laughs> they're bigger than people. But just to give you an idea of how many
0: people, yeah, yeah, are. it's it's um sad. Um, so we uh it
1: took us a while to get out there, like, it's miles off of the coast, and you're going pretty Probably fast an hour. on a big more than an hour, I think maybe 90 minutes to get out to the location. One of the things that we did see on the way out there, um when we would venture out onto the deck and freeze our asses off. Uh, Because there's like an inside area where you could sit and close and there's like Mm. a snack bar, pretty cool. Um, Dolphin pods. Now we've seen dolphins, you've seen dolphins. We've surfed with dolphins. But when you get a couple miles out from shore, the dolphin pods are enormous. I'm talking hundreds of dolphins. Hundreds, it's overwhelming. Beside the boat. And then they see the boat and they come swim with it and they jump up, you know, they're smart. They're, they, they, they they know so much that we, don't, that we don't know that they know. And they're like showing off for us and stuff. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. Okay, Va- this horrible vacation is getting a little bit better. What if we just see a whale? And at that point we get closer, we're, we're on our way out there and the guy comes, the captain comes on the loudspeaker and says, okay, we've spotted a whale. Looks like we've got a juvenile humpback. Um, they don't use terms like port and stern and stuff because we're all idiots. And it's just on the left front side of the boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he just uses things that everybody can understand. Uh, it's still a ways off. And I was kind of amazed at how I go out there and I see this blowhole from what felt like several hundred yards. And this guy somehow knows this is a humpback, a juvenile humpback. He's probably got binoculars, but also- Maybe a
0: radar. He's seen quite- Sonar. A, He's
1: seen quite a lot of uh, of whales. And sure enough, we get out there and I see, and I, and I made a commitment- Put on your
0: flip-flops, we're gonna run to the whale.
1: <laughs> I made a commitment that I was not going to use my camera. Cause I was like, I wanna be in the moment and and what's, I mean, if people wanna right. see a video of a whale, they can get one that like National Geographic made, not Ret. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I wanna see this, I wanna be in the moment. So
0: right now, as you're talking about this for the video version, we're gonna cut to like some really amazing oh, whale footage. Hold your horses because I get to a video.
1: <laughs> hold your whales. Uh, so we get up there and we see this humpback and it was a juvenile. So, I mean, I don't know, this thing was probably 20 feet long. It's still, it's a large animal. It's like the largest animal I've been close to. Next to the boat, like a, like a dolphin would be? No, 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 they, 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 the, the whales don't come up, and maybe they do at times, but these whales were not like, hey, we're gonna come show off for you. They're more just like, I'm doing my thing. I'm not scared of you. And so they get the boat, they move the boat kind of close. They, they turn the boat and they move close to the whale once you spot it. And what happens is these whales come up and they do their thing they stay near the surface and they're doing their blowhole thing. And then they take a deep dive and their tail comes up. Woo, just like the commercials. And they go down and then he's like, okay, we're going to wait seven to nine minutes now. Huh. Because once they do the tail thing, they're going deep. They don't always do the tail thing, but they if they do the seven tail to thing, they're Seven to nine deafening. minutes. Seven minutes exactly later, the guy wow. says, okay, it's been seven minutes, keep an eye out. And then as he's finishing the sentence, here it comes again. Because they, they're they predictable. They go down seven to nine minutes and this one apparently was a sevener. And- It, it comes up in the same spot? No." It's, it, and he's like, oh, it's on the right side of the boat. And so everybody goes to the right side of the boat and then we see it do its thing. So we saw two humpbacks. We ended up seeing like a mother and a juvenile. It was really cool. Huh. Then we, he says, all right, we're gonna keep going because we need to get to the area between the two islands which is where if we're gonna see a blue whale, this is where we would see it. So we start getting close to this spot and the guy comes on this the the, the loudspeaker is like, okay, well we have seen a whale. It's pretty far off. We're not exactly sure what species it is. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep moving. Just keep your eyes out on the left front side of the boat. So we start going, and then we get to again. You kind of like from a hundred yards away, you see this thing come up, and you see this blowhole. He says, it's, "It's a juvenile blue whale." What? And I'm like, oh, brother. We're seeing a blue whale. We get up close to it, boom, boom. It's doing the same thing that the humpback's doing, like coming up, blowing, breathing. And then he says, before this happens, he says, now it's really, first of all, he says, you can kinda, he's got some energy in his voice because this is a big moment for him. He's like, "This is." we don't always see blue whales. He's trying to let these people, just our normies on the boat, understand what they're experiencing. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And he says, and usually, He says, "This thing's going to dive in a second. They usually don't do the." He had a technical term for it. They don't show the tail. That's what I say. Show the tail in the same way every time. They it's, it's less common for blue whales to do that. At that moment, the thing comes up, shows its tail. Yes. And goes down. And I'm just like I'm. You know, I'm totally dadding out. I'm grabbing Shepard. I'm saying, "It showed
0: its tail, son, just for you." What? Yeah. How long? Was this juvenile? The
1: juvenile, I would I would say uh, 30 feet or so. It's a big ass thing, right? It goes, it then, but then at that point it says, we've spotted an adult blue whale. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he also, when the thing goes down, he's like, okay, the blue will be down from 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> 10 to 12. Um, okay, so I got to see, the, and I was pretty close relatively to this thing, to the juvenile but then the adult comes up and it's within 50 yards, 40 yards of the boat. Wow. And at that point I was like, I've already seen a blue whale. I've seen a blue whale do the tail thing. I think I'm gonna film this thing. Cause now I can now I can say I was there and I enjoyed this. And let me just show you right now what I ended up getting. This uh, is of a- Of course
0: we know this is gonna be National Geographic footage. We all understand that, but we're gonna let Rhett have his moment. This is an adult. He's zooming in here. Ooh. Wow.
1: Look, look, he's going, he's going, he's going, and look, also does the tail.
0: So slow. Can you believe that?
1: I mean, I know that, again- I don't have a sense of scale. National Geographic would have like a, you know, you'd have a sense of scale. They get to 90 feet long, okay? I've been obsessed with these. I, I don't think I've ever explained just my, I was really into whales, especially as a kid. I had whale stuffed animals and stuff. And anytime I went to a um, like a natural history history museum, there'd be, like, oh, this is the blue whale skeleton that's hanging in this room or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, I can't believe that this thing exists. Their heart is the size of a Volkswagen bus. Pumps one time a minute. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> It sends that blood
0: all over. All right, we're gonna wait 60 seconds. For the heart to beat again. And his again. heart's gonna beat again.
1: Um, And like, the the dude on the loudspeaker is just loosing it. He's like, you saw two blue whales. They both did the tail thing. Again, he's using the technical term. I don't the recall. The tip bucket
0: is at the starboard
1: bow. Uh, he, yeah, he did, and I tipped well, Uh, and like, I go back, I, I'm like I'm like grabbing my wife and my child and I'm just like, we just experienced this. They don't seem as into it as me. This is kind of a- The
0: largest game. living uh, animal. Yeah. Yeah, just right there, just blowing for us.
1: We go back inside. At this point, the guy's like, all right, now we need to turn around and get back home. We go back inside, we sit back down, I look my wife and my child in the face and I said I fucking love this vacation.
0: <sighs> Turned it around for me. Yeah, you're uh, it was that easy. You are like a you're like a ship without a moor. It's like you're what's it called, you know? A ship without an anchor. You're you're just floundering at sea. I was in a fragile I was in a fragile vacation, state. man.
1: I was in a fragile state, but We're going to die. This is the best day ever. I mean, seeing a blue whale and seeing a blue whale do that thing with his tail like Redemption. that. Redemption. It made it all worth it. Uh it really I, and as my vacation uh, progresses and things uh, only get worse as we're about to learn. Okay. I kept holding on to that blue whale. Just stuck my hand, I just put my whole body right in its blowhole up to my waist and just grabbed on and said, "This is the thing that I am going to hold on to." Yeah. So, that was the next to last day. We go home the next morning, uh, high on blue whale fumes.
0: Uh, <laughs> me and you have to take a little trip together. I, yep, that's when I, I just, I got back from Hawaii, mm-hmm. and then the very next morning, we have to meet up and yeah. get on a plane. Rhett and Link going to Aspen, Colorado.
1: Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So
0: finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And
1: you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when
0: you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them. Because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you notice know what we were talking about? Yes. Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet
1: friendly place.
0: Never been to Aspen. I was pretty excited about this. This was a YouTube uh, panel at the Aspen Ideas Fest. We were invited to um, share our perspective. It, it was live streamed, you, you, you might've caught it. Um, it was it was quite a little trip, you know, like we got there that night, we got up the next day, we saw a little bit of Aspen, stayed there and did our panel, slept that night, got up next morning and then flew our separate ways so you could continue to v- your vacation and I could go back home.
1: Uh but yes, just I knew that Colorado was a beautiful place. I'd been before. I'd been to Vail, but i had been during the winter. I never really been to like a ski town in the summertime and I'd heard that like, oh you got to go to Uspen in the summertime. And you know this is You're just half to see Aspen. This is the like the ultimate rich bitch place, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean yeah. the, the real estate is just insultingly expensive and we were but it's so incredible. Like it's just this incredible spot. We walked around.
0: well, you the airport is in this is in the valley, in the, in the and then Canyon, like you basically. drive around the valley and you're in Aspen proper within like, I don't know seven minutes. The thing that struck me was that, I mean, you've got these like very aggressively sloped mountains on every side. And of course, you can see the ski slopes, even though they're green, just right there, and they come right down to the base of the mountain. And it's the town of Aspen. You can ski right into it. And and the town of Aspen was was established there well before there were ski resorts there. So it like, and it's it's not just one road. There's like a grid of streets with all types of um, long established buildings. Like, man, that bank looks like it was there in the frontier times. Yeah, it's kind it's, of a it's, vibe. It's pretty old. So it's like, it's a pretty expansive old town that still has this kind of vibe of like I've been here since I don't know when it when whenever it was established. Well, it's been there since it was established. I can tell you that for sure.
1: And one one of the highlights for us was we rented uh, electric bikes. We were told, uh, you know, by Robert Kinsel, the uh, big big man at YouTube. Who was who was on our panel? Who we've gotten to know? Uh, he was like, you need to you need to ride bikes down the Rio Grande, which I couldn't have told you that the Rio Grande f- flew or uh, f- flew right through flew, there, uh, right through yeah. th- right through uh, Aspen. No blue whales. Um, so we did that, and boy, that, I mean, I there's a couple of places I've been in the world where I felt like I was in a fairy tale. You know what I mean? Where it's just this is like this weirdly curated part of the matrix
0: that's a little too nice. Very pristine. I mean, right when we got on the bike path, we stopped and we were like, oh, look at those mansions right there next to the creek that leads right here to the river. And I looked at this, it was this mansion built on the side of this slope. And then right next to the house, there was a waterfall, like a creek that became a waterfall flowing like pretty vertically. Like right like
1: right next to this Backyard person's house. waterfall. I mean, this is next level stuff.
0: And it's it was it, it, it had been curated by a landscaper, but it had not been created by a landscaper. Right. The, it was the, like, the, no, the I'm the gonna house. build my house next to this little waterfall. Good gracious. I think think it, was, it, was, the, it was it was it was so beautiful that it was disturbing.
1: It was. It was almost a, a little unsettling. Yeah. Um there's no grit. Couldn't find any grit. But we did go to uh, several people had told us that we needed to go to a store called Kimosabe, <laughs> which was just like you know wearing the like cowboy hat and the like Stetson hat is a thing that's kind of associated with Western ski towns. And uh, this place we were to, like this place makes these incredible hats. Not I wasn't planning on buying a hat; I
0: didn't. But they like hats, boots, etc. What and they'll if you if you're willing to pay like I don't know it might be a thousand dollars or more for a hat.
1: Yeah, th- these are nice they'll, hats.
0: They'll like st- they'll put it on your head and perfectly size it. They're like like steam it to like fit your noggin no matter how wonky your head head is. Right. They can put a hat around it.
1: But we noticed when we walked in that uh, like five women in their late 20s who all had hats on sort of very glammed up. They kind of descend upon you when you enter the store and begin asking you do need help? following you around as you go to the different things um, and I was very intrigued with the knife section.
0: yeah they had this like a total glass case full of knives and, and there's I, a craftsman I think from, I asked her first I was like what's what's the deal with these knives
1: Well, and it's a craftsman from Georgia who, <laughs> who makes these knives and she brings she starts small literally like a small knife she brings it out and it's like got this cutting board that you put this cheese knife that's about this long, about three inches long, about three inches long. She puts it on this little magnet to kind of make it suspend itself above the the cutting board. And she's right. like, um, the handle of this one is made from mammoth tooth or something like that. Yeah. And it is $2,900. All right, I was like. Okay. We, we're gonna cut some cheese with a $3,000 knife. And, a, and she kept going because apparently we looked like we could maybe get knives like this. I, I, yeah, I mean. I don't know, was it with the twinkle in her eye? She moves on and let me just, I'll cut to the chase. Eventually she brings us to a knife that was this long. Yeah, it's like a three and a half foot knife. That the handle for the knife was the, the jaw of an extinct fossilized cave bear. And I'm talking about the huge cave bears yeah. that were on the North American plains back in the day, and this knife was twenty thousand dollars.
0: Yes, it's
1: yeah. a knife.
0: I don't, I don't. Did she let us touch it? I don't remember. No, that she didn't take that one. Out.
1: I think by that point she was saw the, the buoys Creek was really coming out in yeah. her eyes like, and the thing. God, boy, look, oh
0: my goodness! Look at the jaw on that she's like, knife. She's
1: like, I'm not going to get this one out for these fools. <laughs> They're obviously not gonna buy anything. They're just gonna look at stuff. We look.
0: strolled out of there. I mean, you almost bought a wallet.
1: I thought, well, a pair of
0: gloves. Oh yeah, a pair of gloves, a pair I, of leather I, I, gloves. After being shown all this- So much leather this, in there.
1: These, I was like, oh, there's a $65 pair of really nice leather gloves.
0: We walked out of there with nothing. We did. Except this story.
1: Uh, but we had a great time in Aspen. Now, I was, the, you were gonna go back to Los Angeles, which I assume that just happened a breeze, you probably just got on a plane and just went straight to Los Angeles, right?
0: No, I had to fly through Denver.
1: Okay, but no complications.
0: No complications. I, on the other hand- Red carpet, man.
1: I continued with uh,
0: my troubles. Oh, but I wanna give a quick interjection reminder, Good Mythical Evening, the second one is happening, September 1st, exclusively on Moment House. It's a live ticketed event, R-rated version of GMM. If you're an adult, grab yourself a ticket
1: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I was supposed to fly from Aspen to Denver. And you had no troubles when you were with me. You need to note that. Denver to Raleigh, because you can't fly from Aspen to Raleigh. So we get on the runway in Aspen and then the pilot comes over the loudspeaker. A lot of people talking to me over loudspeakers on this vacation, now that I'm thinking about it. we got a juvenile. Yeah, I was having trouble deciphering between the pilot and the captain, which I guess is the same person in some ways. Yep. The pilot comes on the loudspeaker and says,
0: we've got a problem, Uh, we're too heavy. We're gonna remove the tallest guy with the (laughs) biggest hair. Everyone start doing
1: cardio right now. Uh, He said, basically there was a mix up in this plane was a plane that was supposed to fly to a different location, but there was a mix up because the night before, a rich person in their private plane went off of the edge of the runway and they had to shut the airport down. Cause the Aspen airport is notorious for like accidents cause it's like this the wind and the short runway and all this stuff. It's a small airport. So he said, we can take off, but we have to be at a certain weight to land. And I have three options. I can ask some of you to leave, which I don't wanna do. I can um, have somebody come and take fuel directly out of the plane, but that takes a very long time for some reason. Or we can sit on the runway and burn fuel. Huh. This is a great time to just burn jet fuel in the economy. You know what I'm saying? They're just, gonna just burn it for the hell of it. Oh God. And so he comes to that conclusion that that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna sit on the runway. Did everybody vote? Uh, like what? Didn't appear to be a There's democracy. Three options. Did not appear to be a democracy. We sit on the runway for 30 minutes mm. burning fuel and then he has to add an additional 15 minutes to our route to Denver, which would have only been half an hour. He was gonna make it 45 minutes in order to get to the right weight to land. Because that's the that's when weight's really an issue is when you're trying to land. I mean, just he should just keep going up, keep gaining altitude, Icarus that bitch. Um, but what ended up happening was I missed my connection because of all this, at which point uh, I ended up getting on another plane from Denver, I was gonna go from Denver to Houston, Houston to Raleigh. While we're in the air, going to Houston, the pilot comes over the intercom and says, we have a problem. Uh, Houston, we have, Houston has a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Houston airport has been closed. Closed. Due to weather, so we are diverting to Dallas. I'm like, okay. So we land in Dallas. We land in Dallas. And the pilot says, okay, we don't have enough fuel to
0: make it to Houston. I know where you could have got some. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right,
1: yeah. I could have brought it in my carry-on. So we had to wait for them to fuel. All this stuff takes forever. Now, I'm thankful that we live in a country which is pretty well-regulated, and so there are things like lots of paperwork and stuff that has to be done to make sure that, that's why people don't die in commercial airline crashes because of the regulations. That's why you die in private plane crashes a lot, if you're gonna die in a plane crash, because of all this all this logistics and stuff they have to do. But when you're really wanting to just get to Raleigh, you're just like, why can't you just fill the damn plane up and shut the door? Hmm. I didn't say that. Everyone re- remained remarkably calm. But I was like, this day, this flight, trying to get to Raleigh is becoming like a, an analogy for the way my life feels right now. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like there was just a lot of again, I'm thinking a lot about the album coming out too, because I was I'm gonna announce the album the following week. And then I don't know how people are gonna think about this and they're gonna think I'm dumb for doing this. Like I'm thinking all these things, and I'm more stressed out about that than I realized. The business stuff that we that we continue to talk about. Um you know, just like there's just a lot of stress in this, and then I'm having this crazy day. We end up flying Okay, so yeah, so we go from Dallas, but he's like, now we're gonna just fly to Houston. So we fly from Dallas to Houston. Okay. And then we're gonna fly from Houston to Raleigh, and the the flight to Raleigh gets delayed. But actually, I'm thankful it got delayed because I may not have made it if it didn't get delayed. So anyway, I woke up at 5.30 a.m. that day, was on four different planes, and my wife picked me up from the airport in Raleigh at like midnight. It was wow. a long day. Very happy to see my wife. Uh, and you know when you're really happy to see your wife, or that le- and you're going to a hotel room just the two of you, you know what that leads to? Oh yeah, missionary sex. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Trevor
0: on that one. Yeah. Uh, From the Smosh funeral, if you don't know.
1: Uh, and. <laughs> One of the things that and you'll understand why I'm explaining this in detail. One of the things that happens when you're having missionary sex, oh god, wow. uh, is your faces. Uh, even though I'm much taller than my wife, I do have a way of getting my face close to her face during missionary sex. Okay, okay. And I was able to do that. Uh, it takes a little flexibility and some arching of the back, but I was able to do that, and you know, we really had a great reunion. The reason I'm giving you these details is because I did not know at the time, but my wife had COVID. Oh, now she told me. Did that, did that sh- missionary evangelize the COVID? Oh, she she shared it with me. All right. Uh, she had told me that she had a sore throat. Now my wife has told me she's had a sore throat like a hundred times over the past couple of years. Yeah, and every time she thinks she has COVID, and every time she hasn't. And so I'm like, you just you just got to North Carolina. It's allergies, man. Mm hmm. Whatever. Like, I've never seen a positive COVID test. Allergies hate COVID, boy. They're really getting a bad rap with all this COVID. Yeah. Stuff. Um, so, but she wakes up the next day and feels worse. hmm. Ends up taking a test positive. I'm like, dang it. We had missionary sex. We slept in the same bed. Um, so I'm basically like, man, I've totally been exposed because you are really, really infectious like in the early stages of COVID, especially, like right before symptoms hit and as symptoms are hitting like, you know, at least with these latest ver- uh, varieties is what I was gonna say. St- uh, what is the term? I still have COVID brain. Strains. Because I got it. Uh, strains? Isn't it?
0: Variants. Variants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, We're
1: Forgetting very simple words, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but I'm like, I'm supposed to play golf with my brother and my dad the next day, okay? And this was a special golf trip for a number of reasons, mainly because we were going to play Keith Hills Country Club, which is the country club I grew up next to. Yeah, the- my neighborhood was outside the gate. I didn't grow up in a country club, but I the could walk, and walk to the course. You act like it. And the uh, the the course. There's an original 18 holes that is so weird how I played that course so many times growing up that it's so imprinted in my mind. Unlike any other physical space that large where multiple times throughout my life, a lot of times when I'm having trouble sleeping, what I'll do is I'll play an entire round of golf on this 18 holes in my head because I remember every hole I could draw. Every, I could draw every hole for you. That's cool. Almost so, to the point of every sand trap.
0: Like if you were uh, imprisoned and like they they threw you in a hole. That's this I is how you off in my head. Cling to reality.
1: I would shoot so many great scores in my head. But one of the things that this has done for me is it's given me this incredible desire to play the course again. It's been probably 15 years since I played the course. Okay. And and over the past. 10 years since we've been in LA, multiple times I've tried to set up my dad and my brother and I playing Keith Hills and something has always come up. Uh, I don't, the last time it was like, we the trip got changed because of COVID or so. I, I So I'm looking at the weather, I'm thinking about the fact that I just got exposed by my wife, but I'm also thinking, you know, uh, maybe I'm immune to it. <laughs> and also I'm gonna be outside the whole day. Um, so and I and I of course I told I told my brother and my dad, I was like, I still wanna play golf. Uh Jesse's got COVID. We had missionary sex last night. I didn't tell him that, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I've been exposed. And they're both like, We don't care. Like, whatever. We're gonna be playing golf. Not a big deal. Okay. Uh and <laughs> The weather's getting bad. Like it looks like it's gonna maybe rain us out. I'm like, of course, of course, of course I'm gonna get rained out. I'm gonna get COVID. I'm gonna not be able to play the course. You're in a bad headspace, man. But uh, the weather gods who may or may not be just God uh, decided to smile upon us and it did not rain at all. And um, I played, I know no one cares about this but I'm gonna say it anyway, because I care about it. I played so well. Like, it, it, it. the thing is, is that you know if you know, playing golf can be so frustrating, but when it's not frustrating, it's almost as good as missionary sex. And it is, I mean, it was just like, I could not believe how well I was hitting it. Like, I, you know, I was just hitting these drives. In fact, there was a guy who uh, was out there trying to get his, he's getting ready to do a qualifying thing to become a, not a tour pro, but like a pro shop pro. You know, every pro shop has a pro a person who yeah. is a professional golfer, who's not necessarily playing on the tour, but is a pro golfer. And he and he was like, we let him play through, because he was like, I got a qualifying round tomorrow and I'm kind of getting in some practice. He saw my drive and he said, nice piece. Peace. Nice piece, and that, we had never heard, we had never heard a golf shot referred That's, to as a piece. I don't like that. But I'm beginning to do it more often now. I don't like that. Because a pro, potential pro is doing it. Anyway, I had an incredible time. And I also was like, I don't even think I'm gonna get COVID, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. can a guy who just recently got COVID hit the ball like this? I don't think so. Or maybe that's the only reason you could. Yeah. I go to sleep that night and I wake up, I wake up in chills, fever, headache, regret, (sighs) I take a COVID test.
0: Of course, it's positive. Of course. I mean, I mean, you didn't really make a responsible decision, but
1: uh, uh, okay. I'm just going to go on record what and part say of it?
0: that. What part of it? The golf part. What? Playing outside? The ex- exposing your your dad? The, to- first of all, you know as well as I know,
1: uh, COVID is, com- behaves completely differently in North Carolina. <laughs> they. they, they Yep. They they don't think about it well, in the and same you know, way. In, in it, fact, when it the was Cali- their call. When the California people are like, Hey, I think I might have COVID, they're like, We don't care. Like it's just a completely different perspective there. Uh, you know, and 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 so and neither one of them got it. I will say, my brother, and my dad did not get COVID. Okay. Uh my brother had already had it. My dad hasn't had it. Maybe he is immune.
0: Um Yep. And that's the statement that makes people get it. <laughs> like that's not that's how I mysticize this thing. Uh, the moment you start saying, I haven't gotten it, I, gotta, I kinda think I'm not gonna get it. Yeah, that's what I that's was thinking. When, that's
1: when you get it. Well, but here's the really interesting thing. Now, now, the entire time that we're in North Carolina, everything has shifted. We're like, we were planning on being in this hotel for a little bit while Jesse is working on the house, and then we were going to drive to the beach to spend 4th of July with her family down at the beach and then come back to LA. Uh, and of course, now it's like we well we're COVID buddies going to be in this hotel room for who knows how long. The thing i failed to mention up to this point is the nature of the hotel we're staying in. We're staying Short in a hotel. Ceilings. No, the ceilings are plenty high, but we're staying in a hotel on Franklin Street called The Graduate, which you know about. The Graduate, um, have I? We stayed there once. I've, stayed at, the gra- I haven't stayed, I've stayed at the graduate in Nashville, the graduate in Providence, Rhode Island. It's like a really cool hotel chain that like takes the themes of wherever it is and incorporates it into a trendy sort of hipstery situation. In this particular case, it themes it around Carolina basketball. Ooh, gross. Which is almost as bad as COVID. Um, So I had COVID. But I'm also stuck Carolina blue walls. In this, oh, there's a this just in my room. There is a there are side tables with with Rams on them. There are pictures of Michael Jordan and Dean Smith that I cannot not look at. <laughs> uh, just outside the room, there is a a giant courtyard inside that is a literal replica of the Carolina court with two basketball goals, and then like the front desk has like a scoreboard with the final score from the 1982 national championship, whichever one they want. This is not the place for you. And I thought I was gonna be there for a couple of days <laughs> and I was like, my wife's a Carolina grad. I do, let me just say, I have matured around this issue over the past few years. I think it's just being in California where no one cares about the rivalry. But, and also
0: uh, NC State is doesn't,
1: you know, Carolina
0: doesn't really consider State a lot I love that you threw everybody who, who like is really, into this rivalry, like you just threw them all under the bus as being immature. Uh, No, okay, what I'm saying is that as I have gotten
1: older, my uh, belief that I, or my willingness to let NC State's performance against Carolina or anyone else
0: determine my happiness from afar has seemed to be foolish. I mean, that's more of a statement about NC State athletics than it is about your maturity. (laughs) Well,
1: but tying your personal well-being to the performance of a group of uh, 20-year-olds that you can't control does seem immature. But listen, I can't help it. It's in my blood. I still care about sports. I'm not gonna stop caring, but I care a little bit less than I used to. Uh, So I was able to somewhat enjoy uh, being, because first of all, before I knew I had COVID, I did like walk around off Franklin Street a little bit and I was like, this is a cool spot, I gotta admit. Mm, it's a cool spot, uh, you know, this is a cool college town, it's a cool campus, whatever. I just don't like them for a lot of other reasons. But we did, once we knew we had COVID, we didn't leave, we did not leave the hotel room. We told mm-hmm. the front desk that we had COVID. We, so we said, we're gonna need stuff brought to us, like we're gonna be doing, they didn't have room service, but we're gonna be doing like DoorDash, et cetera, and we need somebody to bring that to our door, knock, walk away. So we were taking it very seriously, uh, stuck in this hotel room. Let me just say, uh, and I think this is a, probably a pretty good time to for you to, to, to cause I'm gonna start talking about what my experience was. Um, I had a great time in Hawaii. <laughs>
0: Let's go back to that. You ended up getting COVID as well. Not yeah, from me. It was so strange. Like you and I got it like almost at the same time being totally separate. Like after all of this time of us avoiding it, we both got it independently of one well, another. But so did everyone, everyone did. I got it. My wife got it. You got it. Your wife got it.
1: locking ended up getting it. Yep. Jenna ended up getting it. Jenna, like, you got it. Independent of both of us.
0: Like everybody, spent so much
1: time together. Everybody I know who made it until this point without getting it got.
0: I don't. I know very few people. Christy who Christy came. Get it. Yeah, it's like you know. We got back from Hawaii. I got back from Aspen, and then that week, uh, my my nieces came in from out of town. First time I was hanging out with them for three days. We went to Universal Studios. Took them there for the day and night, had a blast. Next day, they flew back. That night, Christy starts feeling bad and I think went ahead and tested positive. My nieces uh, never ended up getting it, but I think we picked it up. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it was at Universal, but-, but she started knows. feeling bad that night after Universal? <clears throat> yeah. it that can't happen that quickly. Maybe it was earlier than that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. It Like, she had these flu-like symptoms um body aches, headache, fever, like just being totally just just grounded in the bed, you know, just couldn't do anything. It my throat was scratchy, never had a fever, but like I think it was a couple of days after that I t- tested positive. Around the time when I was going to come back to work. So, that's when things started getting really frustrating because like we had been gone on vacation, kind of a staggered vacation. And then you get COVID a little bit after me and are, you, you know, you're know yeah. you waiting to test negative so we can actually work again. It's really, you know, when you have so much had piled up and was like ready to go, It it, it, it was, it, I really experienced flashbacks to the beginning of the pandemic and re- just remembering how difficult it was to like have so much that you felt like you needed to do, but like you couldn't, I couldn't do, you could, I could do so little. So you, you got better before me. Well, but we haven't talked about how bad it did get. It did, yeah, it was like- For you have me. This, you have this attitude of like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm fully vaccinated, boosted. I'm just gonna go ahead and get it. I, You know, let's just get this thing over with. Cause it won't be that big of a deal anyway. I mean, when Lando got it, actually before our Hawaii vacation, he didn't feel great for like a day and a half. And then even it's though- twelve. He t- yeah, he was 12 I mean he he was it was not a big deal beyond well, one day and but yeah it was it was but, freaking and for tough, a lot man. of people for a lot of people um the original
1: omicron wave which happened around Christmas mm-hmm. was very mild for everyone i knew who got it but this i'm pretty sure we both all of us probably got b a four or ba b a5 which is like the new variant right yeah I would not characterize this as mild. I mean, obviously, I was like not anywhere close to like going to the hospital or anything. But I just haven't gotten
0: sick. There were ne- there weren't any breathing issues time. with anybody. But it was more of like down with with Christine with you. It was like flu symptoms. Well,
1: for me, I had a one hundred and three point something fever, which is like that's that's like whoa. You were getting up there. You might need to go to the emergency room. I wasn't going to do that. But like that was what my fever was. Chills were incredible. It like. The headache was really intense, and there was probably like a four, a twenty-four, a forty-eight hour period in which I would in the at nighttime it would get like that, and then I would kind of be okay during the day. I recovered pretty quickly after that. We spent five about five days in this hotel together. Um. Anyway, I just say that like you know, it's not, it's not, it's not just a cold. It might be that for a lot of people, and I, I yeah. hope it is for for most people. But it's not just a cold. And now. It's also, I mean, obviously the thing that we, from the, from since we've learned more about this, that is the worrisome thing is this long COVID, which is affecting a, a, a reasonably high percentage of people who are having these symptoms, some debilitating symptoms for an extended period of time. That's why this, it's just a cold, forget about it. It's just, a, it's at worst, a flu. It's just a bullshit ignorant way to think about this thing because it's just not consistent with the truth about this, which is, Uh, this thing is gonna keep infecting people and we don't know about these long-term symptoms and uh, this is not like a small deal. You can't, oh, it's just gonna become endemic and it's gonna be fine. Hopefully that will happen eventually. But both of us have been talking about, and I I was kind of, is is this in my head? But over the past few weeks, it has become an inescapable fact that I, something happened in my brain. (laughs) Like I, got the COVID brain, forgetting very simple things that I obviously knew, thinking about something, losing my train of thought in the middle of something, hopefully these are temporary symptoms that will go away, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a real thing and it's a big freaking deal Like on a global scale that we will be figuring out and reckoning with. I Think the globe's gonna get a little dumber. If we all get equally dumber, then it maybe maybe it does it's
0: not that bad, but like it'll be more difficult to like solve problems as a species. Now I don't know what it says about me, but I'm, I've had I haven't had the fidelity of being able to ascertain whether my brain fog is just a uh, way of life or <laughs> if it's um. COVID. I mean, I don't know, man. I just think that because I have name fright, I can't remember people's names, like. Uh, we were talking about my therapy with my family the other day, and uh, yeah, Lily was like, what, what's your therapist's name? And I was like, I got this deer in the headlights looking, I couldn't remember my own therapist's name. That kind of stuff has phone. been happening to me,
1: and, I, and I'm like, it, it it was sudden, and it was com- totally tied to that experience. And again, I'm trying not to Do you like- know
0: his name, by the way? Because I still can't remember it. Your original therapist? No, I remember his name. Yeah, my, I do. My new therapist. Um, no, I don't. I, I'm joking. I, I do remember his name now. You want me to say it? Don't say it.
1: Um, so, anyway, I mean, not to get on the soapbox there, but yeah, it's like, you know,
0: it's not, it, it ain't yeah, over. I, I feel, it, it ain't over. I do feel di- having gotten it and it not being fun at all and not a breeze at all. Like, I do feel differently about it.
1: Well, and also it's just like, you know, I don't. I don't want people to be going around super scared and I understand all the negative consequences to just like living a life of fear and I don't want to do that and I haven't been doing that. But it just kind of sucks that the reality is we can't just move on like everything's normal. That's why we still take these precautions at mythical, you know, we get tested every week and people wear masks
0: and it's not going to completely protect you but and I think when you got to do something. When you do get it, just giving yourself permission to Recover. Give yourself time. You know, instead of trying to push through, which are actually—that's sh- my—that's that, I think that's good advice, a safe advice. I think I'll leave it at that. And it's it's sound
1: advice because trying to push through physically or even mentally can prolong your recovery. Okay, so we eventually get to a place where we now we're still testing positive, but Jesse's family are like y'all come down to the Daggum Beach. And we're like, well, we're gonna, we're of course, we're not gonna get close to you, and we're gonna wear masks the whole time. And of course, again, North Carolina, they're like, okay, whatever you want to do, <laughs> we don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go down there, and uh, I, I didn't. Thankfully, I didn't have the fatigue, and so I was able. I kind of felt like I'm kind of, I'm kind of back.
0: Fatigue was the bi- a big part of it for so me. So, thankfully, he- I head didn't have cold, that. congestion, and fatigue. That that were my those were my big things. So we were kind of like staying
1: away from everybody as well as we possibly could. Thankfully, none of them ended up getting it. Um, but you know, on July, so on Ju- we, we had July Fourth little celebration get together, and then July fifth was the day that I announced the James and the Shame project. I was like, hey, this is something I've been working on. Here's a little Instagram post. Mm-hmm. So on July fourth. During the day, Jesse and I were like, hey, we haven't really been outside to take a walk on the beach, because we've been trying to really take it easy and fully recover, but we both felt like we could go out on the beach and take a walk. And so we go out. kind of
0: feeling like you'd walk together this time.
1: Yeah, and we're like walking side by side, not in a 50-yard line. (laughs) Uh, Because things were great with us. and we are walking down the beach, and literally the first—it's so—I I, love—I love the North Carolina coast. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you: when you go in July and you get in that water, oh, you yeah. start thinking, "Man, like this is better." This is—I'm sorry, this—the beach—the beach is better here. The beach is better than than, than California beaches. Let's just be—let's just be honest. It may not be as Bath pretty, water. pretty or as pristine because it doesn't have like the mountains and the cliffs and stuff, but there's nobody there. You can w- when families. You you start feeling like you might be too close to another family when they're a hundred feet away. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just hey, so much. Room. You don't have to tell me. I talk to my dad every week. Yeah, right. So, <clears throat> but the first little family group that we come to recognizes me. <laughs> We're like, oh, Rhett. Um, hey, can we get a picture? And I said, yeah, I do want to let you know. And I didn't have my mask on because I'm just, I'm, out, I'm walking outside. I'm like. Uh I'm recovering from covid so I don't want you to get too close. Okay. I was like I'm, I didn't want to be like don't get too close to me without telling him and I didn't want to let him get close to me because I'm trying to be respectful and So we ended up getting a picture and this guy and this girl were kind of on like you know I tell th- some fans I have herpes sometimes. Yeah. Just don't touch my lips. Uh there's, they're probably like two people. You know, it's a weird picture. I'm sure I didn't see it, but I'm sure it's a weird picture, probably taken in landscape. <laughs> given <laughs> the fact that they're this far from me, it's like you're photo bombing. There, I thought nothing of photo. it. Uh, you know, it was a weird, a slightly weird interaction because I'm like, don't touch me, don't get close to me, because I'm recovering from COVID. And then the reason I said that the next day I share on Instagram about James and the Shame is because I got this comment on my Instagram post. I'm not gonna say who it's from. I actually met this dude on the beach yesterday and he seemed annoyed that I recognized him. Don't meet your heroes, I guess. Ha! Seemed annoyed. Dude, I told you that I was recovering from COVID. I mean, I almost responded to this comment, but then I was like, I don't, I'm gonna wait and we're gonna talk about COVID on the podcast. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. but I told you that I had COVID, and that's why. I didn't you think I made that up? Let me read it, not so I can say the person's name out loud, but I'm going to.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. you? Yeah. yeah,
0: you don't have to say the person's
1: name out loud. I don't actually
0: wanna... met this dude,
1: <laughs> and uh, and, so and also sound like a
0: fan. Well, weird. It it had it had to have been. He's the only person I met on the beach the day before. So he wasn't like the. Significant other. He of was the fan? one who
1: said Rhett. Oh. So, anyway, that thanks sucks. Thanks a lot for that, dude. Yep. Um, Should have just given him COVID. Don't meet your heroes. They might have COVID and tell you to not get close to them. Don't be so the, annoyed about it. The assholes. What? Don't be so annoyed. Uh, Him. Should He shouldn't be so annoyed about it. Is that what you mean? No, you, man.
0: Why are you so annoyed?
1: <sighs> well, you know, it's like I because-
0: I actually had a conversation with this dude about what you're commenting about. He seemed annoyed then too.
1: Well, I think the reason that it gets on my nerves so much, I know
0: why it gets on your nerves. No, it's
1: because like all it takes is one little story like that for people to be like, oh, you know, that guy—that guy's actually an asshole in person. You mm-hmm. know, and so I'm—I don't just—I'm not just nice to people because of a—I have a reputation to maintain. I'm nice to people because I am nice to people. And I also appreciate if people want to come up and if they're fans of the show, like I really, I really appreciate that. That day on the uh, the, the the four plane day where I'm in these airports and I'm rushing around, wondering if I'm going to get, lots of people came up to me that day, and I was like, I'm having a really shitty day, but I'm not going to let them know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, hmm. put on a smile and had a good interaction. Um, I just thought that was uh, especially. Um,
0: that's a tough one, man. You know, par for the course with the life you're living now. But it
1: was kind of sort of the proper way to wrap up the vacation because that right. was the kind of thing that you know, it just characterizes the whole experience. But I will say that coming back, fully recovering, except for some brain fog and some forgetfulness, whatever's happening. Um, and then, like, I, you know. It's really nice when you can get back home and be happy a to be in your own home and be like I really like the home that we have. I really like the, the the home that we have built, not just the yeah. home itself, the house itself. I love my toilet. Uh but the people in my home um and then to have a job that you want to come back to. There's a lot to there's a lot to be thankful for. When your vacation sucks, yeah. Yeah, well, it does put that into perspective because I think that there's, you know, plenty of people who are like, man, I hate my job. So I'm, all I do is look forward to a vacation. And then when I'm on vacation, all I do is dread the fact that I'm gonna have to go back to work. It's nice to be like, you know,
0: I'm ready. I'm ready to get back at it. It has been tough coming back though after everything being delayed because of our, especially me being sick, it delayed our whole production schedule. That's It's been tough to try to, because we had to cram everything in, I wasn't. Uh, you know, it's like jumping into the deep end. Whew. Yeah, every another vacation, everything has been stacked on itself. Um, which is why we're going on another vacation. We're going on like a long weekend vacation. We're about to go back to Colorado. We're going to meet our college friends. Yeah, I and we're going to go whitewater rafting. If, yeah, if we survive, this will make another great podcast. Yeah, if this is the last podcast, it's because. Uh, I don't know. Either one of our college friends killed us, or something bad happened. whitewater rafting. Well,
1: I did. I have said on our group thread that this is like the perfect setup for like a horror movie, you know, or a thriller. Because yeah. it's like you get together with your college friends that you haven't really hung out with in this fashion in twenty years. When any Everybody's of my boys having a great time start
0: getting topless, then that's when you know something bad's. Somebody's about to happen.
1: gonna die. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we might have an incredible story to tell next time.
0: All right, but in the meantime, you got a wreck. Yeah, go whale watching. Yeah. I never thought I wanted to go whale watching because yeah, just think about everything but seeing a whale, assuming that you won't see one. But man, even in the worst vacation ever, you, you saw you saw all those whales.
1: Now I've set the standard. I saw two blue whales and it, they did the it, tail it. thing.
0: Go well, watching, uh, huh?
1: So huh. I can't guarantee that you'll have that kind of experience, but I will say, you should dress warmly, definitely take anti-nausea medicine. I took Dramamine, still got a little, I started to feel a little bit seasick on the way out, but I was like, I was gonna breathe deeply and get through this, and I did, it was fine. Um, All that, right, that, solid that, that would be my only concern for the Neil family, where there might be some, uh, some uh, sickness yeah, that you yeah, might yeah. encounter. Maybe Uh, I'll
0: see one when I'm going scuba diving. (laughs) That'd be crazy. That would be awesome. Yeah, go well watching. All right, we'll speak at you next week. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. And of course, you can always call and let us know what your reaction is to uh, listening to the latest episode. 1-877, what is it? Is it 888? Yeah. 1-888-EARPOD-1. Hey, Rhett and Link, this is Jake from Albuquerque, just listening to Link recall his uh, family vacation in Maui, and uh, it was very fitting because I was there around this time last year where I proposed to my girlfriend at the top of Haleakala, and now we are set to be married and we're actually flying out to Greece this week for that marriage, so uh, I don't know, Link, if you're just following me around, maybe you need to go to Greece next year. I can tell you all about that trip when I get back. Thanks for all the content that you put out there. Everything's great. Love Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. Can't wait to recognize your dad. Hi, Rhett and Link. It's Haley. Um, I just wanted to come on and say that I am just so excited for Rhett's solo music project. I'm just so excited that you guys are being able to do um, separate things you know, I also love Link's podcast with his dad, and it's just been awesome to see you guys branch out and do separate things, but also um, stay together and do be your funny self. Hey, Rhett and Link. So I have a friend named Kiefer. That is not why I'm calling. I'm calling because I have a bottle of Kiefer in front of me for the very first time, which I have just tried. And it's all because of you, because I've never heard of this in my entire life. First opinions, I got the blueberry. I think it tastes pretty good. It just reminds me really of liquefied yogurt. Um, which is fine, and I'll let you know if it starts making me happy.